0: Hello and welcome to Embodying Change, a series of conversations on care and compassion in aid and development. I'm Marianne Clements, and today I'm talking with Shubhai from the Solidarity Foundation in India, and with Artemisa Castro from Action and Solidarity Fund in Mexico. In our conversation, we reflect together on what building a caring and compassionate organization or movement really means, and on what it takes to embody that in our own practice. I hope you'll really enjoy our conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. So hi and welcome to people listening to a conversation that I'm excited about today um, with two people in, in a very different part of the world from where I am right now <laughs> so I'm just going to introduce you on the call with me so I'm Mary Ann because so I'm in London and I'm talking with Shubha Chako. Uh, hello
1: I'm Shubha Chako and uh, I head an organization called Solidarity Foundation uh, which is a small foundation uh, that supports Uh, grassroots-level sex worker and sexual minority collectives and individual leaders. Thanks,
0: Shuva. And then uh, we are also here with Artemisa Castro.
2: Hi. Uh, Thank you, Mary. I am uh, Artemisa Castro. Uh, I am the Executive Director of the Mexican Social Environmental Fund. We support grassroots initiatives uh, towards uh, social environmental justice. Right and you're
0: you're talking to us from
2: uh, and we are based in mexico, yeah, great, great,
0: So we're having a conversation across the world, which is exciting, and we're going to reflect on what well what we what we've learned, what we think it means, what we know about um building caring and compassionate organizations or movements, I think. Both of you probably describe your work from the conversations we've had before as as, as movement work and movement support work, so um, I think we can take the perspective of both movement in in in, in all its forms and or your specific organizations also. Um, so yeah, I um, maybe invite you Shuba to say something about what you've learned in your organization or or work?
1: Um, So the communities that we work with, sex workers and sexual minorities, the LGBT community, uh, because of criminalization and stigma that they both are subjected to, mental health and mental well-being has come up time and again as a very central issue for these communities and um, so recognizing that uh, we have uh, you know one one thing that we've done is put uh, together you know training processes and programs to build capacity of uh, the communities that we work with uh, you know to become more resilient to deal with uh, issues of uh, self esteem uh, and uh, you know things like that but in that process We also realized that the organizational culture within which you work, either in a small community collective or uh, even within our own organization, uh, there's a need to relook at the way uh, we work, the way, you know, emphasis, what are we emphasizing? Are we emphasizing just uh, efficiency or are we really putting people and their needs with all their, frailties and potential at the center and that is the time when we've actually started to switch a little the way we have been doing our work and um, it was always there I mean we always felt that as a feminist organization uh, you know issues of connection relationships are very important but I think um, some of the work that we did even on the formal mental health program brought Back, I mean, forced us to look deeply into the organizational culture that we're building and to see whether we're actually placing people at the center of it or our projects at the center.
0: Yeah, great. It's, it, those are inter- really interesting reflections. Um, maybe, Admisa, do you want to um, add a reflection before I share something?
2: In in, uh, the organization I work with, it's called Fondo Acción Solidaria. Mm. Uh, Translation would be Action in Solidarity Fund. What we do is we support, as I have said, social environmental initiatives. The thing here is that uh, we're dealing with the conservation of natural resources. And uh, what we're looking for is that people from communities are able to decide which are the things that they need to do uh, within their communities to preserve their resources and not only that, to define the kind of development they want to, of course, considering their resources. The main issue here is that, uh, as in the rest of the world, uh, especially the communities and the poor people they all are a lot more threatened uh, by the big uh, development projects that are finishing literally with lots of resources so that's what we have learned here is the key part of of conservation we found out that we know now that uh, if the people is not organized, if they don't work together, if they don't participate, it will be very difficult to to achieve uh, these, these big endeavors. So uh, people feel they're very threatened because of a lot of development projects threatening their life threatening their house, their places, their their life in general. So the people started to get organized and see what I can do to be in a better in a better situation. what What can we do in order to preserve our resources, our communities. and they they started to get organized in small groups, in grassroots groups. And they they're, they're trying to find a way to on on one on one side to protect the resources, and on the other side, uh, to to define the best kind of development they really want for the communities. But within these, they also are facing a lot of uh, let's put it this way a lot of danger to their lives because protecting resources especially valuable resources are putting the people on risk under risk on the big risk their lives and uh, the people is learning that uh, being organized and getting all the information they need they, they can really protect their communities and their ways of life so this is where we are trying to to, to, to accompany, accompany mm-hmm. the people bringing information uh, bringing solidarity this is one of the main things that we've seen here is that if we are not solid mm-hmm. with each other, it will be very different to achieve a better life so I think. I'll leave it there.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, I, I, it, it's interesting to me that that word, <laughs> if we're not solid, like it's like if we're not in solidarity, I, I think in English, right? But it always, um, we, we, uh, we do even don't use it much as a, in that sense, like we use it as a noun, but not in that sense of what it is to be a person in solidarity. It's almost not a word in English for that, which makes me think like what is it that we're not you know not knowing as a people speaking English (laughs) about about this this aspect you know because I um I feel like I'm constantly learning um from people who've who've been able to think a lot more about what it means to kind of care for each other and I feel like sometimes the English feels like it even doesn't have the language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get what you say exactly. <laughs> so uh, I guess to both of you, maybe then uh, knowing the importance of care and compassion, we could say, or I know there's also an aspect particularly for you, Arthelisa, of of security as well um and of 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 needing to center that in in the work that you do because of the danger that's experienced and maybe that's also true for you um what are the 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 ways in which your organizations try to be really mindful and intentional about care and what about it as well maybe is 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 challenging well
2: we we know that uh, and when i say we i don't mean only the people that work or collaborate in in this organization we all the people that are working in our communities trying to to protect our resources and our territories we all know that we can we can be in some kind of danger because uh, there's always economic interest behind important resources, or even if it's, well, I don't know if the word it's important resources, behind resources, behind the the lands, behind the territories. And if you are stepping on somebody else's interests, and it's mainly economic interests, that makes it very difficult. So saying that, we all know that there is a risk. So one of the things that we always mention and try to, to share with the people that we work with, that we collaborate with, is that we have to be aware always of all the risks that, uh, that we can face with this kind of work. Secondly, that uh, we should never be alone in terms of the work we do. And this is something that uh, what we call the environmental defenders or the environmental activists know perfectly well. They all know that they have to to be with somebody else always when they work because it has become very dangerous. A lot of people have died in this country and in many other countries defending their resources and territories. And uh, what we can... Trying to to, to answer your question, Marianne, is when we we give this solidarity, when we make the other feel that they're not alone, that we are all together, even if we live in different places, that is something that gives strength, really. Because uh, we understand that what we all do, it's for the common good for my well-being, for your well-being, for everybody's well-being. So, it's a difficult situation, but uh, when we feel that we're not alone, and that is one of the things that we do, trying to make people feel that we all are together doing things to protect our, our places. Mm-hmm. It is a difficult question. It is very difficult to, to tell the people not to do something because it's dangerous or to stop one or other things. But uh, because we're dealing with life. I mean, the danger is not the, what the people can do against your life. The danger is also what is going to happen if they finish with your place. It's your life the one that is in the middle of, every, of everything, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, it is really difficult to, or it's sad to say that it's a kind of a, and I don't like these words, especially in a country that we're facing so much violence, but it's a kind of a war. Mm-hmm. And the people, the, the environmental activists, environmental defenders, they know that they could be, I don't know if the word is chased by somebody,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because you're in the middle of their way.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and uh, there could be many threats, I mean, the ultimate could be against your life, literally. Yeah. But legal, material, many other ways mm-hmm. that can really ruin your
1: life
2: yeah so it's 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 a very important issue security on environmental defenders mm. the groups the grassroots they all they all know that they have to have protocols personal protocols collective protocols they do have them but still they 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 know and they have to know that there is a certain level of insecurity always. Mm. So it's a it's something difficult, Marianne, <laughs> yeah. to deal yeah. with. Solidarity comes again here. Embrace ourselves among each other. Make ourselves feel strong, that we are a one thing altogether, a big thing altogether. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult way to express it in another language, you know. Mhm,
0: mhm. And um, what I'm hearing is that 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 sense of solidarity helps you to feel kind of stronger together, collectively stronger. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Collective. It's it's a it's a key work, The collective work. Mhm, and it mm-hmm. goes with other things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder, Shubha, if you want to come in as well and just reflect on your, uh, a bit more on your experience.
1: Uh, yeah, because um, I, uh, you know, I, what Artemisa says resonates with, uh, uh, resonates with what we do in the sense of the not feeling alone. Uh, because most people from the communities we work with uh, are very hidden about their identity. So even forming of a community of feeling that you are not the only one in the world is a big step because unlike most other people like, you know, uh, as women you've at least seen other women you're open about your women identity, woman identity if you belong to a particular caste or community these people in your family are from there. But here, you know, you may be the only one in your family and nobody understands you not even yourself you don't understand and accept yourself. So, uh, and you think that you must be the only one in the world like this. Uh, so, when people meet each other, then the find you know finding each other and forming a community of uh, based on you know the fact that people have faced uh, similar, not same, but similar kind of discrimination, abuse, and rejection. Um, that is a big part of uh, you know dealing with. Um, Uh, you know uh, getting over this uh, this thing of feeling diffident feeling isolated and the second of course is the power of the coming together because uh, you know we know that people draw strength from each other and people feel that they can take on more issues that you know they can actually move to fighting for their rights you know as as a collective so and that becomes the next step. And again, what Artemisa was saying was that, uh, you know, understanding our own vulnerabilities and knowing that, uh, you know, all of the challenges that are being faced cannot be tackled always. Uh, but at the same time, it's important to be brave and uh, take steps to combat this and be courageous. But uh, at this, you know, so the balance is, uh, Again, what Artemisa said—that it's not that we, you know, that one drives people to take unnecessary risks, but at the same time, uh, it's also how people decide to stand up for their rights and start saying that enough is enough. So, um, and and our role as accompanying them on that journey, uh, not to push them or. Uh, Make heroes out of them for our own, uh, you know, because it looked good in our reports. Uh, at the same time, not, uh, you know, not being uh, paternalistic or, um, you know, condescending to them, but understanding their strength and understanding that, you know, uh, they would, so discussing and discussing risk, discussing, uh, you know, vulnerabilities, discussing possible backlash failure openly and then trying to take a a, a stand and move forward and you know sometimes you change your strategy etc so i think that is something that uh, i would like to bring to the conversation
0: absolutely and then i I wanted to maybe ask you about one other piece because i know right in the minute beginning you um had also mentioned about the kind of organizational aspect a bit more around what does it mean to um, embody some of these things in our organization or our whatever our formations that we're working in are and i know you and i spoke a bit about your experience with that previously i wondered if you wanted to add a few things that specifically
1: speak to that yes so I, like I said, given this and given that all of us uh, often deal with, uh, you know, many stresses and uh, demands and, uh, you know, at the personal front as well, uh, the idea of self-care is something that we have thought about and we have, we didn't want to, I mean, we have rejected the typical definition of self-care that comes from a very corporatized kind of space where the onus, first of all, is on you to take care of yourself and uh, which is very individualistic, atomized and secondly, it also is a very consumerist idea of self-care. So, it is like self-care means you go to the spend a day at the spa so you, or you go to do something like that. You know, so it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's focusing on consumption and it's focusing on the individual. Rather, we we were thinking we've we have been trying to look at self-care where we support each other it's not you just taking care of yourself but we will try to support you in the care that you need so what does this mean in practical terms so it means for example that we have um you know like we cook lunch in the office and so that everybody can get a good meal and it's a subsidized meal and uh it's healthy and it's hot and it's um, so, you know, then there is one nutritious good meal that everybody gets. Uh, there is also things like children coming to the office, pets coming to the office uh, and all of us taking, um, you know, various ways in which we pitch in with child care and pet care. Um, being, uh, you know, being, uh, thinking of how people, who need help, uh, you know, might want to go see a counselor. So talking about mental health issues and be, be bringing that out in the open and supporting people to go meet, people, you know, counselors or therapists if they need. Offering people more time off if they need it for health issues or something else. And um, even when we assess the work that we have to do and when somebody has not been able to do, then approaching it from the point of saying, So what help and support would you need to do that work? Where is, you know, what what is your, what's holding you back? What's not allowing you to do that? Uh, Rather than looking at it and saying you didn't deliver and, you know, slamming the person or placing them, you know, so so, so, sort of coming, uh, approaching, uh, you know, accountability and tasks like that uh, from the way which is more empowering and enabling for people rather than somebody feeling that they are in the you know in the dock and have to uh, you know they're in a corner and they have to sort of answer and then, then get defensive so this is some of the things we're trying
0: great thanks you for sharing some of the things that you're trying i don't know Artemisa, if you have anything to add on those kind of um maybe internal pieces. I know that the security is a big one for you, but I don't know if there's anything else you might like to share around the practical things
2: that you're doing
0: organizationally.
2: Well, some of the things that we do is we organize meetings or big encounters among uh, environmental defenders, because we've we've seen and it's not that we have seen it it's because they also have expressed that is that having the opportunity to be together to to share their their experiences having a peer-to-peer time and not only share experiences but share their feelings where they feel that they're not alone as I was mentioning before, so what we do is we organize these kind of events, uh, annually. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of the practical things that we do around uh, the security within the environmental defenders. In fact, we're going to have this big encounter in, in two weeks more. and. Uh, We also try to to promote a lot the the self care. Now that Shuba was mentioning about that, it's I was thinking on the self care. They tell us, even I mean, even they tell us. We tell them, but they also tell us that we all have to take care of ourselves. We have to have these kind of uh, I don't know programs of self care because there's a lot of stress. The people who are defending their territories and their resources, their communities, they carry a lot of stress. And uh, that is very dangerous for them as well because it hurts their health. Mm-hmm. It goes against their health and they have to see that. And you cannot put your life in front of anything just like that. Mm-hmm. We have to value that and then we have to be more more clear about the risks. Yeah, because sometimes everything everything is so emotional, Marianne. Mm-hmm. Because when when you're there, when you're in front of, of a problem like that, mm-hmm, everything becomes or turns so emotional because the way I have felt it is that you are seeing that the whole your whole life is under risk because yeah, if yeah. they finish with the water, if they finish with the forest, if they finish with everything, of course it's going to affect your life. Yeah. So everything becomes so emotional, mm-hmm. and then you stop thinking because because you just want to go against anybody who's trying to to get the water of the community, for example. hmm so so self-care is something really important here as well so as as an organization practical things well we support the things we give su- financial support we give capacity building for anything they might need in order to help them to defend their their their, their lives hmm and we and we 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 we're hand to hand with them, we accompany them, but that's all we can do mm-hmm. give information, be with them, talk to them, embrace to each other, but we all know that we have to have these uh, this battle within our communities mm-hmm. We all together have this battle, and we have to be. Clear that uh, it is our lives that th- the ones that are under risk. So it's it makes me feel sometimes that there's no words, <laughs> Marianne. It's not only the English; it's even in Spanish. There's no words sometimes mm-hmm. to describe many things yeah. that are yeah. happening around. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time that I receive it, a new from a group that. Somebody was threatened, or somebody was injured, or something else happened, like something was killed, somebody was killed. It's a huge frustration it's it's anger it's many, many feelings at the same time area yeah so it's we're dealing with emotions here, yeah it's not only that we're gonna make a, a green place or no 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 we we're dealing with our emotions on these words perhaps i'm being very emotional telling you this <laughs>
0: actually i think i think for me you, one of the reasons i want to ask the questions about care and compassion in organizations that i want to be in this conversation is because i think emotions and relationships matter a lot more than we sometimes allow for in the way we describe the work and uh,
2: yeah and you know there's something that I always keep in mind is one person that collaborates with us is he always says don't forget the love we have to love each other we have to love each other because like you said I mean relationships emotions feelings it's here it's it's on every day Mm -hmm. and we cannot forget that and he always said hug each other, love each other because we're dealing with something that is terrible out there there. the the, the, how do you say this this codicia, I don't know the word in English the the need of having more more money, they want more they want everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so for for Christ's sake, <laughs> this is not life. Yeah. Money yeah. is not life. Emotions and relationships, and that's all we have. At the end, that's what we have, Marianne. Really. Yeah. That we care yeah. for each other. Whatever happens to you really matters to me. We have to be so empathetic all the time, because mm-hmm. we have to see that anything that that happens to you in the place where you live, it really affects me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But well, a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> a spiritual work to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe in, in a way, some of the root of it, right? What we've just reflected on. I don't know, Shubha, if you have any reflections on what um, Artanita and I were just sharing there that you wanted to add
1: yeah i think at uh, uh, two levels one is i think the idea you know that of empathy and being empathetic but to also understand that you know sometimes you forget and sometimes you're not thoughtful and sometimes you're insensitive and uh, you know and that's okay you can pick up again it's not you know it's not like and i think this is important also because in today's this call-out culture, you know, where sometimes if you trip up or you uh, forget something, then it's not to slam somebody but to build dialogue and help the person understand. So, you know, because we deal with identity. So, supposing someone just turned turned on and said, oh, but what do you know about being trans person? You're not. And, you know, so you... And... Um, so... Rather than that, if somebody said, you know, you don't know what it is to be a trans person, let me tell you, you know, then we have a dialogue that can happen and for us to understand because, uh, you know, so this thing that sometimes one feels so wretched if, you know, you slip or you um, forget or you're insensitive. So you to be a little more forgiving of each other and to forgive, you know, oneself as well. I think that idea of forgiveness is also important. And um, I think uh, uh, not, not forgiveness in the sense of not holding people accountable or not uh, calling out you know, racism or homophobia or sexism when you see it, but uh, done in a way to encourage dialogue and understanding and learning and not to score a point over somebody. And I think the other, um, then we also do some, we've done some practical things also, like many of us have started living next to each other. Most of us, uh, you know, have family situations that may not be typical and we don't, may or may not have typical family support. So we started to live near each other and that therefore off, or, or offer a lot of practical kind of support also. Uh, it's whether you need somebody to come with you to go to the hospital, or um, you need someone to help you pack your bags and boxes when you are moving home, or uh, you know, feed you someday when you're feeling very low and don't feel like cooking, or just some company. So, this is the other uh, thing that we're doing that many of us are living close to each other and offering practical and emotional support.
0: Right, right, right. And I think the interesting thing about um, this whole conversation really is is that a lot of the 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 things that organizations might do are the same things that we might do in our other communities or friend groups they're not really different in an organization but they're those practical supports for people's day-to-day whether it's self-care or really it's kind of collective care of how we look after each other and how we move together doing that how we stay safe how we you know um they're really these relational things as we were just saying that that i feel like we know how to do them but i feel like sometimes we forget about them when we're in the context of a kind of work-based environment where things get reduced to a you know a plan on a piece of paper that's supposed to achieve some kinds of things at the end of it um so for me to some extent this is also about remembering how to relate to one another and then um I really love that you brought also the piece of forgiveness and because it's critical that we while we hold one another accountable we don't um we don't close close things down with that we don't that that isn't a way to kind of stop the conversation and 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 sever the relationship but rather a way to say as you said let me tell you how it is for me or let's understand each other better in some way um i want to i i'm thinking to bring this conversation to a close but to give you both a chance to add any kind of final reflections um if you'd like to so artemita do you have anything you'd like to add having listened to that last piece
1: (laughs)
2: Mm, I don't know, Marianne, I. I'm not sure. I think, I think I've said what, yeah, what's on my mind, and uh, I really appreciate Shuba. Shuba's uh, comments and talking about forgiveness. It's true. Mm. It's true because it's, w- when you feel when you feel threatened, or when you feel that your life is threatened in somehow. then then a lot of feelings arise or are inside of you. And one of the feelings that you don't see very often is the forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's basic to live in peace. Uh We need to live in peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can't carry on living, fighting to each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, forgiveness... It's a very important thing. Thank you, Shubha, for that. Thank you.
1: I think uh, Artemisa's idea of not being alone is something that we should also look at because I think that's the other, uh, you know, we should understand, I mean, if we take the larger political climate, then uh, we are bombarded with so much of, uh, you know, this thing of getting ahead at all costs so some of it seeps into us because we all are part of the society so even though we're trying to build an alternative and we're trying to be caring compassionate these um, this thing of being ahead of wanting to prove yourself and even in terms of you know your funding and whatever you want to say that you have done something so unique you are so ahead that and and Sometimes in that you, you you forget to or you don't want to or you're afraid to uh, talk about collaborations and that you have only contributed to a process because often mm. you don't get funds if you write like that. You have to say, we were the ones who did this, not that we contributed to or we supported or we facilitated some processes. And uh, this, um, you know, so this... this um, You know that that so then therefore being caring and compassionate in this kind of uh, thing is difficult. But I also feel that when you do reach out to people and speak to them honestly, then people across various divides and in various places, there are many many people who actually want this alternative because it is empowering for a lot of us who are you know even people who we think are quote unquote on the other side. Many of them do want to see if they can do something differently uh so i think yeah there is in that uh the hope that uh these the, the caring and compassionate uh spots in the in the globe get maybe just a bit bigger
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i love that too but thank you so much i think it's a it's a, a great place to end our conversation and to thank you both for the deep insight and, 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 and ideas you shared that I've certainly really benefited from today and I hope people listening will have as well.
2: And Marianne, I want to thank you, especially because you really were interested in talking about feelings, not only about the practicalities of the work, but mm-hmm. about <laughs> our feelings here.
1: And I think that that is really
2: important.
1: Yeah, yeah and we don't normally talk about it. We're always discussing the project and what's happening and what's the struggle and what's the strategy. And, yeah, and and we are a
2: a sack of feelings. That's what we are. <laughs> that,
0: that that's what brought us here, right? Our care. <laughs> Our
2: exactly. care. And, and Thank the, you so much for that, Mary. Yeah.
0: So, um, sending you both. um uh, blessings and, and uh, you know a, a great rest of your day or uh, whole of your day and you're in different directions to me so <laughs> and thank you so much and uh, let's stay connected
2: <laughs> and uh, yes yeah, let's stay connected I really regret I won't be able to meet you in person in London but there will be some other time I'm yeah. sure next time, next time and I'm sorry I won't I won't see you this time Shuba in London
1: I know, what a pity. That means I look forward to meeting you again. Yes, me too.
0: Thank you for listening to Embodying Change, a series of conversations on care and compassion in aid and development. This podcast is supported by CHS Alliance, the Global Fund for Community Foundations, Changemaking Women and Healing Solidarity. The show was produced and edited by Ziada Abade and the music for it was written and recorded by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.